African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the right to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. Thank you for joining us right here on Channel Africa. Uh, thank you for joining us uh, on our various platforms. Remember, we're on uh, DSTV channel on uh, 802 on the audio bouquet. And if you are streaming us uh, live on our website, we're on www.channelafrica.co.za. Well, today, as you heard there in uh, Anne's News Bulletin, Malawi seems to be the main focus in terms of news on the African continent. And that's what we're going to be looking at today and looking at uh, the stalling of uh, the election results. Uh, the latest is Malawi's electoral commission has said it will not release the presidential election results because of a court injunction obtained by the main opposition party, the Malawi Congress Party. We know already there has been an order for a recount and we know that the Malawi Congress Party's leader, Lazarus Chakwera, uh, wants the electoral body to fix irregularities around the votes in some parts of the country where there have been huge anomalies and electoral disputes. Despite the voting process appearing to be well-managed, peaceful and transparent, the handling of the results has been chaotic. There have been complaints of forgery of results sheets. Uh, The electoral chairwoman Jane Ansa said the commission had received 147 complaints. Uh, That's a lot of complaints. And uh, the election... uh, um, Tomorrow uh, is set to actually uh, still continue in terms of still trying to figure out uh, the final result in itself. Uh, but to help us on this, we joined from Malawi by uh, George Mahango, who is our Channel Africa correspondent. Also alongside him there in Malawi, we've got Victor uh, Chipofia, who is an independent political analyst. Lastly, but not least, joining us in South Africa, we've got advocate Sipo Mandula joining us on the program, a researcher at the Institute for Dispute resolutions in Africa. George, let me start the conversation with you. Welcome on the program once again. Thanks. A beautiful morning it is. Now tell us a little bit about um, these particular um, complaints that have come before um, the Electoral Commission in Malawi. Um, Tell us a little bit about, you know, the nature of these complaints. What are the real concerns that have actually created this pause um, to uh, getting the final results of the election? Uh, Basically, the complaints, 147 in total, are mainly to do with uh, manipulation and uh, in other instances the votes do not even tally with the uh, registration process because uh, in other areas it's said that uh, the people that voted are as compared to those that are appearing on the voters roll so that you know leaves a number of questions that have to be you know answered and in other cases it was uh, transpiring that uh, they were using TPEX, which the Malawi Electoral Commission said they did not give their monitors or their uh, electoral or, or, or officials in all the polling centers. They did not give them TPEX. So it, they were also surprised. So those are the kind of things that uh, Malawi Congress Party, to some extent, uh, feels or feels.
seeing that there could be some fraud or manipulation by maybe other quarters, and that is why they did go to the court to obtain a court injunction so that the uh, electoral commission does not proceed with announcement of uh, the official presidential winner. Mm. And these complaints mainly are for the presidential position because on Friday, uh, uh, on, on Saturday, it was hinted that uh, all the parliamentary candidates that have done well were indeed announced. So the question is about the presidency position where there are these 147 complaints. Suffice to say that um, uh, in other instances, we're talking about at, at least uh, 11 districts. Uh, many of them are from the uh, southern region, which uh, politically uh, people are saying that it is a stronghold of mm. uh, the uh, Democratic Progressive Party. Sure. And uh, other uh, uh, districts in Benson are those in the central region where Malawi Congress Party feels it has an upper hand. And uh, mm. yeah, so basically, all hands and ears. Uh, to wait on uh, the uh, ruling that we made either today or tomorrow, we don't even know. Because when the, the court was in session yesterday, the, nothing came out of the, um, the, the, the legal battle between uh, Make and then the Malawi Congress Party's lawyers, plus mm -hmm. the Malawi Law Society as friends of the court. So basically, all eyes are just waiting for uh, the, uh, the, the, the ruling that we made any time. We don't exactly know. But Justice Chaudhary uh, uh, Kandawire is one that has to make a ruling. And that definitely will point all fingers to uh, make, to announce the results or not. Okay. But, you know, two days. Yeah. We, are remaining, we are remaining two days before uh, a, a winner declared. All right. You know, I'm looking at the conversation that's taking place on our Facebook page. And if you want to comment on this situation, give us your thoughts. And uh, it's very interesting, some of the viewpoints that are coming from our listeners. Nelson Kowandi uh, Kankumbwa Piri says, it's better and good to uh, nullify the polls and call for a rerun. Uh, do you think that's a, a situation that we're at right now, Victor, in terms of what Nelson is saying on our Facebook page? Because it seems like the nature of these complaints could make these elections illegitimate, Victor. Uh, uh, thank you very much, Benjamin. I think a rerun would be the most ideal uh, way for us to go. But at the same time, I think a rerun, we shouldn't just be a rerun for the sake of a rerun. We should address the things that went wrong first, so that when we're doing the rerun, uh, we actually know that we're going to get credible results. Because already, the main problem with this um, election has been the manual counting of votes which has created the loophole for people to be able to manipulate. So if there is to be a rerun, um, then we need to use a different system altogether. And uh, that will take us time to Malawi. I don't know even if we've got, if we've got enough funds to be able to run a rerun election. Um, uh, that's one. And two, we see that there are two major political parties that are fighting here. This is the MCP and the DPP. And uh, from Friday, we've been having uh, the trace of violence. Uh, people in the central region, which is a stronghold for MCP, celebrating that uh, MCP has won. And then we've had people from the southern region, which is a stronghold for the DPP, celebrating to say that DPP has won the election. So we see that it's now not just a matter of the vote and, uh, and, uh, and the political parties, but it's also transcending uh, uh, regions. So I think these things need to be addressed before we actually go for a rerun. But a rerun would be the best way and ideal way forward. 
but we need to address the things that have, have made the election fail in the first place uh, to, to, for us to be able to consider a rerun. Mm. All right, let me move the conversation to advocate Sipo Mandula, researcher at the Institute for Dispute Resolutions in Africa. Advocate Mandula, thank you for also giving us your time. Thank you. Thank you very much, my brother, and uh, morning again to my fellow guests. Sure. It seems like it is one of those situations where, hey, once again, we've seemed to actually uh, not gotten the electoral process uh, right once again, uh, advocate. Mm-hmm. Yes, Benjamin, I think even what is critical is the number of electoral uh, disputes that have been lodged. If you look at those complaints as you were reading, almost 147. But with this court order of Saturday, I think it has changed the, the uh, picture now. It, it is now painting a picture of that. Anomalies were there, irregularities were there. And it's very critical to allow the Electoral Commission to can conclude its work in terms of counting and tallying and accepting as well as the dispute resolution process because mostly what we do, we rush to the inaugurations, we rush at confirming the presidential uh, candidate, forgetting that these elections were critical in the last 25 years of Malawi where you had parliamentary as well as local government elections. So what is a test? It is even our international and our continental electoral observer mission that have they missed it that point once more, that are they going in and just look at the process of the during election and they forget the post-election yeah. process, yeah. which is very critical, Benjamin, sure. because electorates, they feel as if they've been failed by not only observers by as well as the electoral officials because Malawi is a very small country if you look at the numbers that we're looking at but the infrastructure at the ICT of uh, electoral process I think there's been a challenge in most of our SEDEC countries. You know you're putting putting a very important point there Advocate Mandula because um, the last time I read um, from uh, electoral observers it seemed like just after the the vote took place they were already deeming the elections <laughs> free and fair before we got to this particular process. And, and, and I think, Benjamin, that's where even our, our colleagues who are in Malawi should emphasize, because you remember you have domestic observers, those who have been there long before international observers can come, including our former president, Tabon Beji, who I think he has raised those challenges. He has pointed out something, but you are saying that elections were conducted professionally, but I think what they are always missing, Benjamin, it is this aspect where we have irregularities and we have the issue of anomalies of the using of the T-taxes. Imagine you use the T-tax on the election results or the forms wow. that have to be filled. So I think this is a challenge to the African continent, but as well as the issue of presidential inaugurations that already when you are reading the news, they were saying yeah. presidency was already mm. planning for the inauguration when actually we are in the stage of acceptance of the sure. election results. All right, let's take a quick break. You are listening to African Dialogue with me, Benjamin Moshatama. We're looking at the situation in terms of uh, the uh, pause of uh, the announcement of the election results. We know there has been a court order for a recount of the Malawian elections. Uh, as I mentioned and emphasized by Advocate Mandula there, that uh, uh, the Electoral Commission in Malawi had said that the commission had received 
received 147 complaints. That a, that's a bit of a lot of complaints. It's something very much uh, worrying indeed. And what Advocate Mandula was highlighting there as well around issues of the contradictions when we saw uh, some uh, electoral observers stating the fact that the elections went well in Malawi. Now we're seeing a different narrative that's coming out. Well, give us your thoughts on our Facebook page. Uh, just simply go to Channel Africa and you'll find us there. Uh, give us your thoughts on what you think on this particular uh, voting process uh, where we are right now in Malawi. I'll read you some of the thoughts as well during the conversation that I'm having with our guests. But let's take a quick break. It's uh, 20 minutes past 11 o'clock Central African time. Welcome to Change Your Game on Channel Africa, the African perspective. We are coming to you from Johannesburg, right here in South Africa. I'm Asanda Beda, your host. Change Your Game, the program that promotes open discussion and social dialogue as we highlight real issues in the African entrepreneurship ecosystem. Trevor Mumba now joins us in studio to talk about his entrepreneurial and personal journey. Welcome to Change Your Game, Trevor. Thank you so much. Um, it's an honor to be here. Palesa Mukubong, who's a designer. Welcome, Palesa, to Change Your Game. Thank you. Your role at the fourth annual Fashion Without Borders event? I just know that I need to arrive and, and, <laughs> okay. and do my part and do it really, really well. Yeah. Yes, you are listening to African Dialogue. Thank you for joining me, Benjamin Mushatama, and the African Dialogue uh, team. Uh, we are right here back in our studios in Johannesburg. I know last week we were doing a couple of outside broadcasts, so it's back to be in the setting where we used to in our comfort zone in the studios here at the SABC in Johannesburg, South Africa. Uh, thank you for joining me and uh, Advocate Sipo Mandula, researcher at the Institute for Dispute Resolutions in Africa. I have independent political analyst Victor Chipofia and George Mahango, our very, uh, very reliable long-time correspondent here in Channel Africa. Uh, George, very interesting thoughts there. I'm not sure if you've been listening to the discussion uh, from uh, uh, Advocate uh, Mandula, who's stating the fact that those contradictions in terms of what you saw in terms of the announcement that were being made while there was telling happening, and also the fact that we saw uh, the current uh, um, governing party actually getting ready for an inauguration. But what is also concerning is the contradictions that we saw with uh, the election observers in terms of um, them saying that the process of uh, the elections was free and fair. But uh, I think it was prematurely announced even before uh, the finishing of the counting of ballots. Yeah, definitely the contradiction is indeed there. But uh, you know, history has it that uh, in 2014, we had the replica of what is happening currently, uh, in which case, you know, much of the time, uh, soon after uh, vote, vote counting had started, uh, the issue was brought before the Blanta High Court, why uh, 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 some other quarters from the opposition camp wanted a clear uh, direction as to whether uh, then um, the late uh, chairperson of the commission, uh, that was Maxon Bendera, whether he had to 
go ahead and announce. So that was also a contentious issue. So this is not all that strange. Uh, in as far as uh, the um, election observer teams did not come to Malawi to look into uh, all this, a number of statements indeed praising Malawi that, uh, you know, Malawi has conducted this election professionally. But that's not a true reflection of what is on the ground based on the complaints that have been, you know, furnished or put in, 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 at the Longwe High Court. So, in, 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 in all fairness, it's like um, the issue is about our laws, the country's laws that we have governing elections. Various, you know, political pundits have also and spoken about the need for Malawi to adopt or, you know, pass a legislation about 50 plus 1. So if that is going to be, I mean, available, it was in our constitution. The definitely all these kind of things would not possibly have happened and would not happen. Why? Because the two parties will definitely go for a second round. A second round. So it's about the legal instruments that we have in the parliament. This kind of thing that table, but you know, parliamentarians are not very much waiting to approve whether we have to have a 50 plus one, you no know, constitutional requirement, or even the age limit issues. All these are thwarted by the same parliament. Now, if it comes to all these kind of things, uh, it, it is raising some eyebrows, and that is why looking on the ground, it's the people that are denied the actual truth in terms of voting party. Mm. Because even currently, we're talking about it, it, it's just very much, you know, it's just a slim, a slim, you know, gap between uh, the TPP and then the Malakong party. Mm. And that is why there is this, you know, political battle to say maybe in other areas votes were manipulated, you know, to accept the results, and that is why there is this, you know, mm. court gagging, announcing or calling for a recount. So, so a recount, is it constitutionally available in our, in our constitution? That's another thing, you see? Mm, yeah. So all those kind of things, you know, do uh, raise some eyebrows. Okay, let me bring it to Victor there, um, George. Um, because it's very interesting what George is saying, Victor, because, you know, the, the legitimacy of uh, the elections is also kind of... Uh, it's, it's not credible now because even if you do have a recount, what are you recounting? That's the big problem because of the nature uh, of these compla- complaints. I mean, advocate Sipo Mandula earlier on was, was talking about some ballot papers, uh, um, you seeing TPEX and a, a kind of a revote in, in some instances there. So the nature of those particular kind of complaints actually uh, don't call for a recount, but rather for a rerun because of the nature of uh, these um, irregularities. Your thoughts, Hello? Victor? Yes, yes. No, my thoughts, I, I would actually like to give um, an example of Kenya, what happened in Kenya. It's similar to what we're experiencing now in Malawi. You see that the, the, the Electoral Commission in Kenya had declared Uhuru uh, Kenyatta as the president, and then there were some irregularities that had to do with their the election itself, and the Supreme Court had to nullify the whole electoral process. I see the same scenario happening here in Malawi at the moment, because the system we're using is the same one that they used in Kenya the first time that the Supreme, their Supreme Court had nullified the whole electoral process. Uh, and I'd like to agree with the advocate there to say that, you see, the problem is international observers. They are quick to say that the elections are free and fair, when in fact they have not really done their homework. Because I remember even in Kenya, the first election that was nullified by the Supreme Court, 
um, the uh, international observers did come through and say that this was a free and fair election, only to find out that it was a fraudulent election. And I see the same scenario here in Malawi. Um, I, I know Kabumbeki did mention to say that NEC itself has managed to, to, to manage the election very well, in the sense that people were free to go and vote. There was no violence on the actual voting day. Um, but he said that it was not fair because prior to the election, we saw a lot of abuse of public resources by the governing DPP. Uh, uh, they, 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 they used state resources for campaign, a thing which the opposition members did not have. That's one of the things that if there's to be a, a rerun, as we're suggesting now, we need to make sure that that is also checked, so that everybody is on the same level playing field. Mm-hmm. And the other thing uh, is, is that make itself, uh, I would agree with Kabombeki, make itself as managed the election well. But then we see that manipulation of the results happened when they were transferring from the polling centers to the absolute tally centers. So there's need to intensify security there. And also, I would also urge different political parties that are involved, because each political party has got their own monitors that are supposed to be on site. And then there are rumors to say that these monitors mm. from other political parties were being bribed by uh, people belonging to the DPP mm. in order for the DPP to manipulate. So that's another angle that political parties themselves need to change themselves and say, mm. are the monitors that they've put there, are they smart and clever enough to be on top of them? Mm. So they can easily be bribed by the two parties in Korea and then manipulate the whole electoral process. All right, let me, let me read some of the comments that we're getting and most of the comments on our Facebook page on this topic is relating to the fact that people want a recount. Let's hear what people are saying. Vince M. Gershom says, we don't want recount but to vote again for the president only and we want another person from another country who can work for temporarily in the uh, job of the Max chairperson. Uh, so the credibility of Meg put into question there by Vince. And also Daniel Mwanyali uh, says, so these are the so-called Dutch entry clerks who have been bribed with 20 million kwacha each to twist vote figures in favor of the DPP. We know th- those are one of the claims that have come out. And Daniel Mwanyali says, the people must vote again. If they recount, it may not work because some of the forms used will be uh, those that have fake results results so this will compromise everything and election rerun is a better solution highlighting some of uh, the factors that we're saying advocate mandula does the country have the capacity to have a rerun because if you fail the first round how do you go once again and try to do the same thing because your credibility now is still at stake no that's what you benjamin as, as our thinking the question you are raising of the, of the listeners Rerun will mean that today living a reserve for the budget because elections in the region are costly in the sense that we are not going online. We are pushing manual uh, and the ballot, the printing and all those aspects. And I think the point we are raising of credibility is very critical as well on the electoral or official. But remember that results that have been quarantined and they were asked for a recount. I, I think are those districts that were very contested and that's where actually when people are pushing that reason might not uh, mean anything i mean i mean recount will not mean anything but rerun it is costly looking at the population looking at the economic challenges that are facing the long as well as plantation so one would say that african region and the continent and we still need to invest a lot 
on elections rather than relying on the handouts from Europe. And in terms of the position of uh, MEC itself, uh, the Malawi Electoral Commission, um, their credibility is under question here because also it, this is not something that has actually happened pre the elections. Most of the problems are happening when the ballots are in their own hands and where you're seeing that there's irregularities around uh, the supervision with the ballot counting. Yeah, Benjamin, since I've worked in that area, I can assure you, running elections, it, it's not easy as we are now speaking, because there is an issue of, uh, as, as we have raised, the issue of ethics, professionalism, but as well as that ethics are where I am. Those officials, we do train them almost for a month, and we will normally remind them of that the critical stage on elections is not only during the counting and tally, but it's even during... Uh, the issue of pre-registration, fixing your vote roll, and as well as correcting and allowing electoral disputes. Hence, I said to you, the rush will lead to a crash on the election. When you rush to announce results, you are you must be prepared to accept the crash because the crash will come from the electorate and from political parties and the pressure from international community. So, when you talk about credibility again, it's important that. Uh, the government must no longer employ their friends and their colleagues to vote critical positions. But most commissioners are sometimes aligned to the ruling party. And you need to have a credible appointment of the electoral officials so that their allegiance lies with the electorate sure. and not with the government. Okay. Um, the credibility of uh, the MEC, George, has been questioned here on our Facebook page. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, in as far as uh, make is concerned, you need the credibility uh, is uh, getting into status. Why? Because they had been trust that uh, make is going to act as quickly as possible because um, it's an independent body. Uh, being an independent body, it was supposed to ensure that maybe within the first day after voting, they should or they would or they were supposed to make you know the results at least publicly available. But what was happening was they took time. They took about maybe a day or so for them to start you know uh, making uh, the results officially available to the to, to Malawians. And in the course of the second day is when they came up with those kind of figures to say make an party is leading by uh, that's at 37.02 and then GDP or so coming second on 37.01 day about that was it and then the other day that's when they came up with these figures that are being challenged currently to say these figures are not true, are not a reflection of what has happened or what was happening in various you know, polling centers where a number of you know, question marks were raised. So the question actually is that people are asking, how, how, how often or how do we trust men? Yeah. Because in 2014, the same things happened. And this time around, they thought that maybe MEC is going to be independent, a completely independent electoral institution, but Kimo is the news, left, right, and center. That is why opposition political parties, even the ruling Democratic Progressive Party, are challenging these kind of issues in court, going for a recount, others are obtaining a court injunction. But the bottom line is, it all goes to the issue of uh, the, the, the high court. Or if not, we never know. Well, after this one, 
there will be another high court, I mean, uh, another court injunction. So it make, make needs to be an independent order. But in this case, definitely, it's not enough to be very independent because they are not able to, uh, to, to, to do as they are in line with their duties. Something that definitely will indeed democratically affect each and every outcome in, in as far as, uh, you know, voting is concerned in Malawi. Because, you know, since 1994 to this time, Malawians do expect that make has to be very independent, making its own decisions, because gradually, you know, previously, they, they may make was able mm. to also read the results. Sure. And after that, if anybody else or any political or, or political group has challenges, those challenges were coming after the declaration of who mm. has won, taking the presidential position. Right. So it's indeed in doubt whether it is, it's indeed an independent electoral body. Okay, let me take a quick break. I don't know who we lost there on the line, but we'll continue this discussion and see if we can um, get our final sentiments from our guest on the way forward because it seems like the country is now in a rock and a hard place. Does it have the financial muscle to have a rerun? And also, even if it has this recount, will this recount uh, be taken into consideration uh, because of the nature of uh, uh, the, the complaints and also the fact that the credibility as was highlighted by George and advocate Mandula and to a certain degree by Victor it is actually compromised in terms of its ethical conduct in uh, the electoral process. Let's take a quick break then we'll wrap up this uh, conversation with our guests after this Swiss chocolate wouldn't be Swiss chocolate without African cocoa. <laughs> you know, it's funny when you think about it that way because you realize just how important Africa is to the global economy. And as long as we are deemed to be inferior by the community out there, nothing's ever going to change. I believe it's one of the uh, ancient Greek philosophers who said that when we teach, we'll learn twice. Hello, Africa. Welcome to 1000 African Voices on Channel Africa. 1000 African Voices every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. with repeats on Sundays between 10 and 11 as well as on Monday morning between 3 and 4 Central African Time. 1,000 African Voices with me, Awurengwi C on Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance from an African perspective. Yeah, you're listening to Channel Africa. This is where you get the African perspective. Thank you for joining us on DSTV Channel 802 on the audio bouquet. And streaming is on www.channelafrica.co.za. If you're just joining us now, we're just wrapping up the conversation with advocate Sipo Mandula, a researcher at the Institute for Dispute Resolutions in Africa. We also have an independent political analyst from Malawi, Victor Shipofia, and George Mahango, as well as our correspondent here at Channel Africa in Malawi. Uh, let me read something from Wezi Timon Chiaka on our Facebook. He says, uh, we demand a rerun, nothing else. We also need an interim government before the next elections. Very interesting views that are coming from the listeners on our Facebook page there, Advocate Mandula, and some of them already preempting where the discussion is right now, uh, the way forward. What are your thoughts? Um, let, let me start with you, Advocate. Give me your thoughts before I move on to yes. the other guests. Yes, I was, I was saying, uh, Benjamin, that this is crystal when the listeners are able to can follow this uh, debate with us, but most of them, they might be coming from Malawi, Plantain, they are talking from first-hand experience 
as electorate and following the media reporting. But what I think the crystal challenge for the Sadek region and for the Malawian Electoral Commission is to now revive and reconnect with the electorate and assure them that they will work within their period, their time in terms of announcing preliminary results. And if there is contestation in the court, allow those 147 districts to be resolved. Okay. Victor, your thoughts, the way forward, an interim government has been suggested here in, in the meanwhile on our Facebook page? Um, well, I think everything needs to be done according to the law. Um, it depends what the Constitution of Malawi says uh, in this case. I haven't really read much into what it says. I'd like to actually research, but if we're having an interim government and it's not provided for in the Constitution, um, I, I think we'll be breaking the law. But I, I'd like to quickly comment on the independence of MEC um, on your earlier statements with, uh, with George. Uh, I, I do believe that MEC in and of itself is independent. The only credibility that I'll question is um, the appointment of the chairperson of the commission itself. Because within the commission, all the commissioners are, are representatives from different political parties. So each political party would give in at least two of their own representatives to be there in the commission. So I would not really question the credibility of, of MEC itself, but I would question the credibility of the process, the systems that we're following. Uh, for instance, I'll give you an example. South Africa, South Africa just had the elections uh, this year as well, and over 40 million voted. And within a day, the, the electoral commission was able to release the results. In Malawi, we had 6 million people that registered to vote, and out of those 6.8 million, only 5 million voted. And we are taking forever to, to release the, 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 the results. So it's not necessarily the, the, the mechanism of make itself, but the system that we're following. Mm. All right. So let me give you the final voice, George, there. Um, what do you think is the way forward here? Um, Victor citing the fact that there could be legal implications around this. I'm not sure if you're still there, George. Yeah, in terms of uh, the way forward, it's uh, still more uh, for Malawians to wait as what's going to transpire in the courts. And then the Malawian Electoral Commission can have the final say in terms of uh, maybe uh, accepting whether it's a count or if not just going ahead and then making public as who uh, has won the presidential, you know, uh, election in this case. And yeah. at the same time, the realign of the constitutionally, I doubt if it's also part of the constitution. Uh, it will be very difficult. We're still looking at uh, the plans. Uh, who is that is going to fight these elections? Well, currently we're talking about uh, the financial aid for government you know, coming to an end on June 30. First July, there has to be... Oh, we lost George there. I think we were struggling with that number. I heard there was a, a, a beeping sound there. But hey, let, let's wrap up this conversation. I don't know if we have Victor. Victor, your your final sentiments? Yeah, no, I do agree with George to say that uh, if we're going to have a rerun, we need to look at where we're going to get the funds. Um, as you know, that most of this in our election is donor funded um, and, uh, and it constitutes over 50%. Of the, of, the, of the budget. Are, are the donors ready to, to fund a rerun election? Um, so it, it, it brings about a lot of complications, but what I'm hoping is that the court cases that are going on now will go amicably and will have a peaceful Malawi after this election.
Uh, thank you, Victor, for giving us your time. It's always a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you for joining us on the second round of looking at the Malawi elections. That's the voice of Victor Chipofia, an independent political analyst, joining us from Malawi. And we had George Mahango there, our Channel Africa correspondent. And finally, but not least, we're also joined for analysis by advocate Sipo Mandula, a researcher at the Institute for Dispute Resolutions in Africa. Thank you, gents, for giving us your time. African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the right to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. 